0: Well, welcome to the show, John. Um, Thank you. We're on season two, episode 16, if I believe.
1: And last week was our 50th episode.
2: Oh, congratulations.
1: Thank you. I
0: know. We we had our goal set for how many viewers and downloads we want. We hit it for the year, just in time.
1: And we're like 50% above it.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome. yeah. 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 For it being new and seeing where it's come so far, I'm excited and- um excited to see where it goes we've been we're now starting to get to follow up with people that we've had on before to see all right they left off the show they were looking for this and now we have them back and they've accomplished that goal and now they're on to the next one so that's like the cool lineage that we're starting to see now um is great yeah it's fun um but yet yeah, i mean john welcome thank you for giving us the time we appreciate it 51st episode overall um but we are looking at, at what does John do? Where did you come from? Where are you located? And then you also have a podcast yourself.
3: So I do.
0: I want to, I want to get into that a little bit too, but let's start out. Who is John? All right. Now it depends
2: on how far back you want me to go. I can go from my origins and stuff. Like yeah. I started off. I'll tell you what I started off as yeah. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I've tried the Good. whole job thing before and it's <laughs> never really lasted. Um, I think I think my longest period of working in a job was yeah. uh, two years and it was a McDonald's and I was 15 years old. <laughs> and the <laughs> only reason I did it, it was because it was giving me an avenue to buy records because my first entrepreneurial, you know, adventure was being a DJ. I wanted to get into the club okay. business. And um, my dad always told me, He goes, like, as I use my dad used to pay for a lot of my stuff, right? Like, I used to suck him for this, you know. Like, I'll help you this. How much would you give me for that? Whatever. I was always looking for that return, right? So, and you know what? I'd help him cut the wood or help him uh, make wine or whatever it is. And make wine. what yeah my dad used to love making wine that's
1: amazing
2: so i'd help him with whatever not, i mean when i say help him I, I mean i put things away put them on shelves i wasn't yeah, really yeah. in there you know like but um yeah, yeah. but the point is that um when it came to my djing thing his uh, his answer was always, oh, i go to school what are you wasting your time with that for right so and it's like oh i want to buy this and that he goes no problem whenever you go to work and you have your own money you can buy your own stuff Right, so I said, okay. And then, since you put it that way, I'm going to work. I got a job at McDonald's, and <laughs> it bought right. me records. And I literally used my whole salary for records and stereo equipment. <laughs> right, like, awesome. so and that was my only reason there. But I even got fired from that job, and it was funny how I got fired because I was on the uh, McDonald's baseball team because it was really good in the you know baseball at the time, like very good. And yeah. What ended up happening was I remember I ha- I was I was scheduled to play we were in the uh, in the finals basically and I was scheduled to play and I was scheduled to start. I was like so happy, right Then yeah. then someone the other manager at the restaurant scheduled me to work. I' like, no no, no, I can't come to work I'm playing on the on the uh, field and like we don't have anyone else, you're scheduled yeah. so you have to come. So um, I talked to the uh, general manager who was in charge of the uh, of the league at the time. And he says, if you're scheduled you schedule, I can't just pull you off for the baseball game. I go, yeah. come on. Let's find someone to replace you. So, okay. I showed up to the game. He goes, you found someone to replace? I go, yeah, no, I didn't. I lied te- through my teeth. I just wanted to go and I didn't care. <laughs> and then uh, naturally that didn't go so well. So they fired me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was fine. I How did game. you play though?
0: What?
2: How did you play? Oh, well, I did very well. <laughs> I, like, like when I was 15 years old, I had a 90 mile an hour pitch.
0: That is awesome so I didn't, and hit my that, was amazing. I didn't hit that until i was 21 i think the first time I hit 90 I say, so marcus, you're blessed with the, an amazing arm
1: marcus I, is a big I, baseball player too so that's really funny
2: so yeah. yeah so that that's how how you know i started that's where the working um experience went for me <laughs> yeah then i mean and, i got into the dj business and i wanted to be a superstar dj and stuff obviously like every other kid who starts doing that but um, where I went from there is I got my records and I did pretty good. I mean, my, I, I discovered the world of radio and um, I did my co-op in high school at a radio station in Toronto. And um, it was, it's, it was an incredible experience. I mean, I did everything that I thought I wouldn't be doing, um, but I learned the aspect of the business and I just fell in love with that. So my whole yeah. intent at that point wasn't even DJing. I want to get on radio and I was, and I wasn't going to do it through the school route because I was not a scholar um i was gonna do it through djing right get known get popular then they'll chase me i won't chase them or at least that was the plan now i did well i ended up getting a lot you know a lot of live uh uh moments um at the nightclubs because what ends up happening is the nightclubs would you know do these live broadcasts and while i was the dj so i got on there wasn't my intent on how to get on radio but i got on radio so i was happy awesome and that's awesome Yeah, exactly. So, but obviously, like everything, things come to an end. Now, basically, when all the clubs canceled the radio and I lost my radio spot and I thought, I wasn't doing this for the records anymore. I was doing it for the radio spot. So there's no more radio. And I didn't really feel like starting over to try to get back on. So I just said, you know what? Now I got to take the next level. Either try to find a radio station that'll take me on directly. I mean, aside from the co-op, because I'd finished the co-op. I'd stayed after the co-op for a bit and then just fizzled away. So I needed to figure out either how to get back in the radio where I was actually in the radio station, not part of the, through the club Mm -hmm. or I get into music production because there's no other room to grow from where I was. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do music production and I don't really want to be doing this club stuff anymore. So I had built a print business there and and eventually evolved it into marketing as well and build up like an agency which was good because I I built it up to eight figures a year before. I sold. So yeah, I I got there. I got two years straight with top one, 100 in uh, North America. And then uh, I sold it off and believe it or not, I sold it off to one of my suppliers. So yeah, it worked out. And then, you know, obviously what comes next? So uh, I, as I said, I'm very entrepreneurial. So from there I started a um, right from there, actually I had a contract. I worked with me and a partner. I worked on uh, working on a government contract. I worked as the consultant. He was the direct contact. Um, I did that for a year, which was amazing because I, I swear to God, I worked three hours a week on that. Oh. And oh. Um, I, I couldn't believe that was even possible. I like that job. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. But obviously, like, like many good things, and, and even going in, we said, but when it comes to government stuff, you got to win bids. There's no way you're going to win every single time. It's one of those things where when you have it, it's great. Enjoy it, but, there's yeah, no, but don't bank your whole life on it. Cause it's going to expire. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, and then that's what it is. It lasted for a year and three months and then it expired like we expected.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: and that was fine. Cause that gave me time to think. So from there on, again, I'm still have this passion for radio. Right. Like I had never left. So I thought, what yeah, do okay. I do then? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to build my own radio station. I'm going to do it online right? So that's
3: sweet. Wow. Yeah. So
2: I've built this uh, online radio station and as well as um, I'm not sure where you guys are from, but in um,
0: we're in Wisconsin, we're in like the Milwaukee area. <laughs>
2: yes. Okay. Well, we had like, there's so many uh, different avenues at the time that come around. There's a, a site that was called before last call. Uh, there's club zone. Um, there's a blog.to, which is still around. Um, now blog.to was the most advanced one in the way that it was more than just nightclubs. Um, Blog dot just talks about everything around you know Canada basically or Toronto should I say that's why it's dot to um, so it was everything about Toronto like if it's happening any news any updates it was all there so I kind of tried yeah. to emulate something that had a mixture of everything of all that um, on top of that I started the radio portion so my information site was called Click GTA so Greater Toronto Area is what it was and then my uh, radio part I went with Click Radio so it was kind of intertwined. And obviously I went in, got all the DJ equipment again, because you need all the music. How are you going to play music without any equipment? Right. Right. So I didn't, I did not want to be automated. I wanted to try to be as live as possible as many, as often as possible. You
1: mean you didn't want to just use your iPod?
2: No, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You
2: know what I mean? I I like to carry the iPod (laughs) on me because you know how important that is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, so that was it. So I brought, I got, I created that and I did very well with it. Right. Like, um, Again, the income wasn't, uh, I'm not making millions there. It didn't even compete to the marketing business, but it was enough for me. And I was having the best time ever. And I was starting to uh, employ people, which was great. Yeah. Um, And again, it became very popular, but then my parents got sick. (laughs) Well, first my mom, my mom had Alzheimer's. And then from there, my dad got sick a little shortly after. So I stayed home with my dad. My mom ended up going into a home. Um, no choice, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, um, so then my dad got sick. So for a few years, I stopped working. I, um, unlike the other business, I didn't sell this one. I tried to run it for a year, you know, remotely without me Mm -hmm. showing up, but I went from profit to a $30,000 loss.
1: Oh man. That's a tough
2: one. I thought about it and said, I'm, I don't know how long it's going to be before I get back to it. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, indefinite. And I I said, you know what? I can't run a business Mm
3: -hmm. when it's
2: indefinite.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: So it's one of those things I said, you know what? Heck with it. I'm, I have to, I'm just going to give it up. There's no other options. And that's fine. I I closed that all down, but I did most of my goals through it anyways. So it was not like, like, it wasn't a failure because I accomplished my goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I was off work for three to four years. About two and a half years into it, my dad went into a home as well. So, well, he went where my mom was and they were together then. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything. I tried again. I tried the whole get a job thing. That lasted. Guessing that didn't work? No, no, no. And to be honest, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just, I took a job that was just way too much of a drive. Now, when I took it, I took it in the summer. And when everybody was on vacation, I thought it wasn't oh. bad. I got, I got there in 14 minutes. I mean, I was yeah. really, speed, but, uh, but I mean, aside from the fact that I was really speeding, I got there in 14 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then back to work in September came along and it would take me an hour and a half without any Oh accident. my
3: gosh!
2: Are you going to the city? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Toronto is so congested that it takes an hour just to go from one side of the city to the other.
1: Well,
0: We've had a couple hard. of real estate. Oh, sorry. You go to no,
1: I think it's hard too when you have such an entrepreneurial mind and then you're forced in this little box called a job. And it's like, wait, I'm stuck. Like you can't get out and you just all this, all you want to do is claw your way out. So I totally, I totally, I'm an entrepreneur at heart too. I I've tried working at jobs. Doesn't work.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, now here's where I was going to go with this. Right. So aside from that, that, that I, I, what happens is I went for the director's job and I got the job underneath her. And well, at the time I didn't know it was her that got the job, <laughs> but the, yeah. the, I guess the guy was impressed. Like the uh, CEO was impressed with my, uh, w- with everything. And um, I know I, I got to thank a, a certain person for it. Cause yeah, there was a graphic designer there. And to be honest, he was the reason I got the job. I thought I was flopping in the interview. Um, but I was getting really technical and into it. And the CEO just turns around and says, I'm sorry, I don't understand any of this, which is why I hire <laughs> He goes, but, uh, hang on one second. Do you mind if I just go grab somebody? Mm-hmm. I go, go ahead. Right. So, so he grabs somebody, this guy walks in and I, I just turned my computer and said, go ahead. Right. Cause I, I was showing my uh, portfolio at the time. He looked at yeah. it and the CEO looks at him and says, okay, well, what's, uh, what is he doing? He goes, holy crap. He goes, what? He goes, this guy knows everything. He goes, well, what do you mean? He mean, I go any position you want He'll, he can do the job. He can do the start, the finish. He goes, he goes, yeah. I, didn't, he goes I did not expect that. He goes, well, what's his program? The same as ours. I mean, at the time, the guy didn't know that that, that industry is a standard program. It's the same four programs, regardless of where you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he didn't know that. And that's okay. So the guy looked at and goes, really? He goes, yeah, I'm serious. He goes, oh, okay. Thank you. So now I'm looking at it and I've been on a, you know, out of work for four years. And he goes, how much do you want to get paid? He goes, no, he told me that's when he told me the truth. I'll go, be honest. you here for the director's job, but I already hired that. He goes, but I didn't want to cancel our meeting because I want to see, you know, uh, your resume, you know, interested in me. So I'm like, yeah. okay. So now you got another job and I'm thinking, what the heck job is this? So it was the job underneath. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? It's a job. I can do the job. I can do it sleeping yeah. you know, my, with my eyes closed. You know, yeah. so whatever, right. I'll, I, I'll take it. Um, so now I'm thinking, okay, there's not going to pay the same as the director. So it goes, th- this is the part that threw me off. So it goes, what, how much are you looking for? So I'm thinking now I want the job. What the hell can I tell him? Right. Yeah. Like I- I'm going, that's I- I'm a tough gonna- question. Yeah. Right. So I, especially even-
0: when you feel like you're not doing well in the interview, you're like, Ooh, that's a put me on the spot.
2: Yeah. I said something that I've in that position, I've seen other people advertise that dollar. Right. And I've, to me, it was lower than I really would have wanted. Right. So, and I looked at that, I go, but other jobs pay this. So I said, I'm going to go with that number in my head. So I said the number and the guy flipped out on me. Like I was like shocked. Right. He goes, now don't give me a number that you think I'm going to hire you for just because that, because then you're not going to be happy. Give me the real damn number you want. I'm like, most times I, th- I hear people telling me, oh, you're asking too much. Mm-hmm. This is the first time yeah. I've heard this guy saying, give me your real number. Don't give me this bullcrap number. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, mm, uh, uh, let me add to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it ended up being still too little. But anyways, he really? took me at that extra price. So I ended up getting the job. And the intent was that he had a marketing agency and he wanted to hire everybody internal. So he had, the marketing agent was supposed to stay till October 1st. The, I started before the director did, because I started this in June at the beginning of June and the director that he hired had other commitments till mid July was we'll say end of July. So for the first month and a half, I was there and oh my God, there really was not enough work. And I was like really overqualified. Um, so it was one of those things. Oh, that for I an entrepreneur, like,
0: I can just see you getting stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: trust me. I ended up having the work uh, for work on one computer and I had the, uh, and I had Facebook loaded on the other computer. I'm going to let you uh, guess which one I spent more time on.
0: And, <laughs> this uh, <laughs> reminds me of my cus- my customer service days. I would recline my seat back and I had a Rubik's cube and I'd sit there with the Rubik. and I don't know how to solve a Rubik's cube. So my day I'd walk in the office and I'm like, all right, I'm getting the next level of. Rub- I'm gonna figure it out. I wouldn't Google it. My day was spent trying to figure out the Rubik's cube, and I'd take like seventy calls a day. And I'd put my Rubik's cube when I got a call come in, and then when, as soon as it was done, I'd pick it up. And that's what I'm envisioning you, where you're just like, how do I fill my day? How do I entertain my brain? How do Marcus, I keep it going,
1: Marcus? You just aged yourself with that. I feel
0: I'm starting to get old. <laughs> that's the way but yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, your story. It's, it's great to hear. Cause when I was younger, I didn't know employee and entrepreneur, you just grew up and you worked. That's what I, I don't know if it was because I didn't have like a strong push. My dad has always done side hustles. He had his day job and he had his side hustles. My mom was nine to five and then take call. She was like, she was in the nursing world and she was there. But she didn't have her side hustles, but she picked up call and worked weekends. So she was hustling. So I knew the work ethic part, but I didn't know, I'll say the definition between entrepreneur and employee. Mm-hmm. So baseball took me through my schooling. I went through college with baseball. I played after. And then when I, I tore my shoulder and had a kid and I was like, okay, baseball's done. I need to start working. So I was like, okay, next thing is to get a job. That's what everybody does. Just go get a job. And I didn't figure out that like something wasn't meshing with me. I, it wasn't like I hated the work because I loved every job I had. I loved, but it was so boring. It was mind numbing, and I couldn't figure out what that was until I was at that customer service job working my Rubik's cube. And one of my cube mates came over and was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I thought I was in trouble, and I like shoved it down. I was like, "Nothing." And he was like, "No, I I was. I do you know how to do that?" And I was like, "No, I'm trying to figure it out." And he's like are you, are you bored? And I was like, yeah, I mean, taking 70 phone calls a day to find out where a package is is kind of boring. So like I'd get a call and they're like, Hey, where's my shipment? I'd go on UPS. I would put in the tracking number. It's in Ohio. And they're like, okay, thank you. I'd get like 50 of those a day. Like that's boring to me. And he was like, well, you can, you can find the bright, the bright side of it. And I was like, what's the bright side? Cause like, I want more. And he was like, well, I, I ran my own business for five years and I didn't like it. It didn't fit me. It was, I was good at it. I was successful. I was profitable, but I wasn't there for my community. I wasn't there for my family. All that extra time I didn't get. So I took this job because it allows me to go home. I can, I can clock out. I can leave my work at home
3: mm-hmm. and I
0: can go home and spend home with, time with family. And in my head, I was like, I, I understand and respect that answer, but you can do both.
1: Cause in my head, I'm like, you could do both. <clears throat> I feel like and you weren't that, being challenged when you were there, you know?
0: Like, I wasn't. And yes. that's why I was like, I just don't think you're, you like being challenged. And I was wrong. I think it's a mentality. People like different things and entrepreneurs, when they go into the workforce as like a W2, they can manage, but they're not getting fulfilled. It's that fulfillment side that I get fulfillment from the entrepreneur side. And that's where I should be. And I feel like you learned that at such a young age. So kudos to you on that one. Well,
2: yeah. thank you. I mean, Seriously. it's not been an easy road, right? But like yeah. even going through what I was saying with the whole job, right? I mean, I'm going to shorten this job part and get to the next part because that's more important. But the whole point of that is when I finally met the director, she can see I had a uh, a lot of talents, right? So she was putting a lot on me, like a lot more stuff on me, which was great. But I got caught playing Facebook and they tried to get me <laughs> off of Facebook and the VP of the uh, company, which is the one I was uh, working with the agency, came in and she says, we got a real big project. We'll put you on that. So it'll take up more of your time because they asked me what the biggest problem is. And this was my answer. And I think this was comical. I said, I'm bored. I go, I'm really, really bored. I'm very, very yeah. bored. I-, I go, I'm so bored that I'm bored of being bored. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I actually said it like that. Right, so yeah. um, so they got me on this big project. Oh, we've been working on it six months. We're not even ten percent of the way through. I go, oh, this should take you for at least the next three months. Five days later, I'm back on Facebook. Yes, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, right? So then uh, they're pulling to the office again. I'm going, what? What did this? Uh, is it too challenging for you? I go, challenging. I go, I'm done. And no word of a lie. She looks at me and says, "Bullshit." She called that VP back and says, "Look at the work. There's no way." He looked, and she's like, "Oh my God!" He goes what? It's done. He Goes everything, everything. The only thing we're missing is the French. I go, "Hey, I don't speak French. I sent it to translation." <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, "Look, I'm going. This is impossible, right?" So I hung in for a little bit more, and uh, the CEO said we had five days of no questions asked time off. Don't need doctor's notes. Don't need to explain myself. Just take five days of the year, and I could just take it off. I could take it to go to the cottage, as far as he cared, right? Just
0: that's awesome five days. So your CEO seems like well, the past CEO seems like a great guy.
2: Yeah, he was. And he said he's an unconventional guy compared to others and he, and it showed. Right. But yeah. I took my first day on a Friday. I just, what happened was it wasn't even intentional Friday came up. I went, I stopped off at Tim Hortons, which could have been a blessing or a curse because while I was at Tim Hortons, there was a major accident on the highway. And I'm talking about, I went like, on the, I went from one stop, one stop, took me an hour and 20 minutes. That's how bad it was. Wow! Right. And mm-hmm. you know, those stops aren't that big, that big. So, and I thought about, it and I said, I'm supposed to start at nine. I left at eight or seven forty-five or some stupid thing like that. And it's yeah. like nine Oh five. And I'm still only went one stop. I thought I'm not making it. I'm already, <laughs> I go, I go in late. I'm in trouble. If I use my one yeah. day, no harm, no foul. So right, right away, I didn't even call. I emailed saying day one, <laughs> right? So <laughs> Saturday, sending come up and I was enjoying myself. Monday came around. It came time to leave. And I said, you know what? I don't want to go. So I'm going to take day two. Day two, right? Now, the, the director wasn't around when the CEO said that. So she had no idea. Oh. So she actually thinks I'm sick.
0: So gotcha. she. Goes,
2: I, I go back, you know, but she sees me doing work on the computer because by Monday night, I was kind of bored. So I'm at like four... PM. I'm doing the work. And he's looking at him. goes, you don't have to work on your time off. Oh, I'm just filling in. Oh, take your time off. Get better. I'm thinking, I'm not sick. I'm using my days. You know what I mean? Like, so Tuesday I come in and I realized she has no idea. Like, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to piss her off if I tell her the truth. So I just, he goes, oh, how do you think? Oh, I feel way better. Of course I feel way better. I wasn't sick. (laughs) So um, Tuesday came around. She talks about, oh, we're going to move offices around because we're going to move close to each other. So we're all in the same section because we we're, oh were scattered all over
3: the place. I'm like,
2: okay, Wednesday comes around and I'm in the highway and I said, I can't do this. I just can't do this anymore. And um, so I said, I'm not going to use a day. I'm going to go in because I'm going to quit today. So I went in, she turned around and says, well, today we're going to move you. I go, won't be necessary. I go, this isn't working for me. Now I'm thinking she wanted to talk and I go, oh, oh she's going to want to know reasons. So I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to say? I, I don't want to have this long-winded conversation about it i just want the and i'm good at coming up with lines where people go oh since you put it that way and then i can move on but this yeah. one here is very inquisitive she was very inquisitive so i thought i got the perfect answer and i don't even remember what it was and i'm thinking okay boom done set i'm ready to get up and leave and then she has questions going crap that didn't work <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like what do i do now <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I answered it obviously right and we had a conversation yeah. it was a good
0: conversation
2: but somewhere along the line I forgot to mention the most important part where I was going before this quit it was obvious that I was uh used to being on the either on the top or uh, or self-employed or something because throughout yeah. the process when we're going through this she said she goes I could tell you're used to being the boss <laughs> Right. So I, I didn't see it. I thought I was playing the role. Obviously, I wasn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, tough. It's tough. Yeah. So that job ended and uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I went uh, six months trying to look for other jobs, trying to figure out what will be closer to me. Um, eventually, I went in circles and I wasn't, uh, I looked at it and I said, you know what? Either the jobs won't pay me anything that's worth me getting up or um, or I'm flopping at the interviews. Or it's a crappy job and I can get the job, but it's a job I don't want, even if it does pay. Right? So I'm thinking, what do I do with myself? So I started thinking about it and I said, you know what? My dad was a landlord. I used to go to open houses all the time. So I said, rather than looking at open houses for the sake of open houses, why don't I get my realtor's license so I can actually do this to get paid? Yeah. I'm doing it for free anyways. Right. So I might as well. So I got my license. That took a year and a half. And hence the reason why that extra year and a half after my dad went into the home that I was not working, right? So it yeah, took that yeah. year and a half to get the license. I got the license. I became a realtor. I was in real estate for six years. Now I still have certain ups and downs like everybody else. And um, COVID ended up in terms of sales wise was the best thing ever. I've never been so busy.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah
2: now here's the catch. I've never, I've never been so miserable. Oh. The opposite happened. Oh, no. Right? So in the beginning, somebody would call me. and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now I'm getting calls and I'm like. <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> but I realized it's not the industry as much as what I did with it. Right. So I, I was, you know, I was able to realize that. And I had a coach in the last year that helped me with a lot of stuff. And that would that's what helped me get to that realization that I'm doing the wrong thing, not the wrong industry and not necessarily wrong in sales, but I'm, my, my angle and my whole premise is wrong. So that's when I decided I was going to get into coaching. And now I start, like as of Jan- January, I launched my coaching business and I named it just ask John. My slogan is when in doubt, just ask John.
1: I love it. Right. That's so, awesome.
2: So my whole plan has changed, and where I'm going with with my new my new premise for business now is I'm still an agent, and obviously I'm never I'm not giving that up because I love the industry, yeah. as well. mm-hmm. right? But I decided in 2022, unless you're a friend or a very <coughs> or a very close friend or a family member, I don't want to yeah. show houses anymore, not unless yeah. I have to. Mm-hmm. So right. I want to hire a buy in January. I'm going to hire a buyer's agent. So that's my intent. So the buyer's agent's that's job is going to be cool. to show buyers. And I'm going to, I'll handle the listings. Like, like this is the funnel. I may, The client calls me. I deal with the client initially. Right? We go through with their wants and whatever I, I write down. Because I'm good at that. I'm good at coming up with they, what, what they want, what they can afford, getting the process started. When it's yeah. time to actually do a booking, that's what I'm going to introduce them to the buyer's agent. The buyer's agent will take them around. And then me and the buyer's agent will both be involved on the negotiation side. Okay. On the purchase. Now I'll still handle the listings for now until I yeah. outgrow that too. Yep. Now I'm gonna re- now I'm also going to get my coaching business down. So I'm gonna focus on the marketing, I'm gonna focus on the coaching. And that is what I'm doing to supplement the time. So therefore, I'm doing the stuff I'm good at and the stuff yep. that I find menial, I'm passing off. To somebody who will enjoy it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And so
2: that's kind of my expansion route, and that's where I am today.
0: Good for you. Yeah, and that's kind of what you see, like the the brokerages that start as the one person. Like you mm-hmm. have to start getting a bigger team because you can't take everything. Mm-hmm. If you yes. want to get as profitable as you want, you're only one person. You only have a certain amount of time, and if you're doing showings and buyers, not every buyer can go at noon.
3: Right. So you
0: could have four that need to go at five to eight. And you can't do all four buyers, so yes, yeah. It's it's uh it's something that as I struggle with like letting go, or I let go too much. Like I've talked to Natasha a couple times, and she's like, slap me on the wrist because I, I like to be like, all right, Natasha, or whoever it is, my foreman, this is what I'm thinking. Give me your best ideas, and sometimes they're like, I need a little bit of. A little bit like, more information. A little bit more information, but I'm or like, a little no, bit more direction. Yeah. Right. So there's like a fine line there <laughs> that I'm still trying to develop, in terms of like how much is enough and how much is too little.
1: Although I feel like it's not just you, Marcus. It's real estate uh, real estate agents in general. They're they're always like they're a big idea people, but they're not like really good at explaining their ideas. But I am getting pretty good at reading your
2: ideas so wait marcus you're a real estate real estate agent right yes i did not realize that but now boom i'm glad you told me now i know why i recognize your name and face i've seen you before now obviously online not you know i mean not in person because we're in different places but i saw it when you popped on i looked at your face and i go i know you i I didn't know from where but whatever and i just said rather than coming out and saying hey I've seen you before. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure we hang out in the same groups or whatever that i have Yeah.
0: I'm sure if you're on Facebook, I am on like every agent, real estate, buy, sell, trade platform I can get on. Like my news. This makes sense
2: now. Yeah. It's
0: just like, all right, this duplex is open. This fourplex is for sale. They're selling this in Waukesha. Like I'm just flowing through. I'm on marketplace and those everywhere. I just posted like two weeks ago because I had a uh, someone trying to get into my rental unit that I had somebody lined up, and I was I was like, I'm sorry, but I'll help you find something. So I went onto all the forums and I'm like, Hey, looking for a friend, needs to be pet friendly, at least two bedrooms. So I don't know if it was that post, if it was that recent, but it's
2: possible. It's possible.
0: Right? It could have been. But yeah, that's awesome. It's, uh, right? Like, it's funny it's how things about, work out. It's all about networking and people are. When I got into it, I was like, okay, this situation, someone calls me out of the blue. How am I going to find them something? Like, I'm just me. I don't know. But it's about the network. So, like, yes. you go out and you connect with all these people. If I don't know it, somebody within real estate in my bubble will know it.
2: Mm-hmm. I just
0: got to ask them. Very um, true. So, it, it takes the pressure off a little bit. But, yeah, so I'm an agent. And then we do uh, buy and hold uh, rentals. We do flips. So just like you, my agent side is a very minimal part of my day. I take the clients that I want. I take the clients that uh, we mesh well with um, and that I can help. If I can't help them, I'll recommend them to somebody like, hey, you're out of my area a little bit. I don't see myself traveling that far, but I do know an agent in the area. So I'll, I'll pass you to them and they'll help you out. So it's not like I'm chomping at the bit to get every single thing because my flips and my rentals keep me busy enough. So um, it's kind of the transition that you're talking about, friends, close friends, family, those type of things. Exactly. Um, and in the long run, um, holding my license because I, I like doing it, I like helping people, but long-term is managing properties across the US or across Wisconsin, I need a brokerage license. So I need to keep up the license, I need to keep up my points so that I can negotiate contracts for uh, non-owned managed properties. That's the long-term goal of it. So that's where I'm headed. Absolutely. It makes sense. sense.
2: It makes total sense. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back to what you were saying before about, uh, you know, being too involved, not involved enough and whatever. I was going to, I'm going to agree with what Natasha said. And I had the same problem, like in my marketing business. Well, my biggest issue was I discovered I was a micromanager. <laughs> And I didn't even know what a micromanager was back then. (laughs) So I learned that because I I like to have my hand in everything. I like to have control in everything. And it's like, you know what? I learned you can't scale and micromanage at the same time.
1: Hey, Marcus, do you remember our micromanager?
0: I do. I wasn't going (laughs) to mention. We came, we, we had worked together for a different brokerage and, um, at the end, it just didn't work out well. And mm-hmm. the one thing that we found out is it, it was so hard to grow because everything was micromanaged, yeah. which does, pl- I will admit it plays into my philosophy now where I try not to be.
1: Well, like, I, mean, I, I like, I like being managed. I hate being micromanaged. I like if somebody can have the faith in me that I can make good decisions. That's yeah. what I need from a, a boss, from a, from somebody that I work for is to have the faith in me that I can take your ideas and run with them, which is I think yeah. what Marcus does. He just forgets some of the details sometimes.
3: <laughs> some yeah.
0: Well this so is John, like, what I... are you doing to, to counteract the, the micromanaging now? I'm sure you've got some tips or tricks or uh well, yes. to try
2: well here's something I've learned. Like number one is if you feel the need to micromanage, the problem isn't your need to micromanage. The problem is you settled with whoever you hired and you don't feel oh
1: trust. I like that. Ooh. So That's my a- Great. yeah that's Theory. that's
2: one thing i've learned now hire slowly fire quickly
1: yes yes right yeah. so if you
2: don't have somebody that meshes with you that doesn't think like you and doesn't want to work like you and that don't mean has the same skills as you because that's stupid right. you want to hire yeah. somebody who has who different compliment skills you. you right because they can add to what you already mm-hmm. can do you don't need somebody yeah. to do the same thing you're doing because why wouldn't you just do it yourself
0: exactly right. right
2: you want somebody that can do something beyond what you do
0: mm-hmm. yep. so but you need and I think we're doing, doing a pretty good, good. job Because Natasha's got, like, she's got marketing technology. I've got little to none. Um, My foreman who runs our job sites has been in the finished carpentry framing business for uh, going on a decade-ish. Way more construction than I have. So I knew he's the guy that's going to run the show there. I don't question his ability. He's got more knowledge. I trust it. Um, Natasha, I trust you with marketing online because you know, that Avenue and I don't. So that, that key I did, I don't know what book I got that from, but they did say that hire, hire for the position that's going to, to like, take that and run with it. And that's their strengths because you have to admit that it's not yours. And I fully admit marketing and online is not my (laughs) thing. It's just not
2: which makes sense right and that's part of the process and learning like in life if you're not growing you're dying there's no such thing as staying the same you just think you're staying the same and by the time you realize something's changed it's too late yeah it's it's
1: crazy uh just i think i feel like it's crazy everybody's journey and like how they've come and what they've learned and like i've learned so much in my years here i mean i ran a, a business previously and so now it's fun to like sit back and be like okay running this business isn't as hard as running the other businesses because I'm just making things look pretty.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I, I You're not get dealing it. with a hundred dogs around you. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> that was literally, absolutely... that was literally a shitty job.
2: Oh, <laughs> but here's the other thing, right? Like another thing that comes from change and from progress is self realization.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. And yep. I'll give you a little story. Was it a week ago? It was maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. I ended up in the hospital.
3: Oh no! But
2: I, what I went into the hospital for, and what I came out were two different things. So okay. here's what happened, right? I had uh, lunch, uh, and then what ended up happening is two, hours, you know, hours later, right? It yeah. came out, and yeah. I just yeah. thought, I, you know, maybe food poisoning, maybe sure. I was just sick, and just ignored it, whatever.
3: So yeah.
2: I slept that day off, right? Just I'm gonna sleep and wake up. And through that, I had double vision. What I mean by double vision, oh, no, is, you know, most times we see, you know, like one vision, one thing. And mm-hmm. even though we have two eyes, we see it as one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would see everything twice. Like if I were looking at Marcus right now, oh, no. I'd Marcus twice, right. I see two visions, the left eye seeing then the right eye seeing. Oh, that's no crazy. one wants that. I, it was yeah. really weird. Right. But then again, I thought I just threw up and I threw up hard. So I thought maybe that I did something that just, right. uh, so I'm going to sleep it off. I did. I woke up in the morning right? And I'm inside with the blinds closed. So it's still dark. I see one vision again. So we're good, right? Right. I'm going right. to go for my morning coffee. I get out, get into the car, get into the sun. Wow. I see two of everything again. <laughs> oh, no. So I oh, it was weird, but I, go, I still didn't feel up to myself. So I knew I'm still off and I was ignoring it. So my brother messages me every morning because we live way on the other side of each other. So, um, he messages me saying, Hey, all okay. Right. So I looked at that and I told him and I said, he goes, you got to get to the hospital. I go what well, for? He goes, oh, could it could be a stroke. I go, please, yeah, you know I mean, you're paranoid. You know what I mean, like, and I'm thinking in my head, you're paranoid. You know, like everything. Oh my God, I banged my foot. Go to the hospital. Oh my God, I <laughs> banged my head. Go to the hospital. Yeah. So yeah. I dismissed it. I'm not going to the hospital for this. This is nonsense, right? So I went through the day. I'm still not being productive, and um, I really just don't feel like doing anything. And then, and I, but I noticed if I squint like this, mm-hmm. I could see I could see everything in one again.
3: Right. So I was like,
2: hmm, okay, so it, it's getting better. Um, I go the whole day, don't even eat. I just had my coffee and that was it. So I, I went to a local place where I live. And it's it was an old firehouse, and that's why they named it Station One. Right. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. it's a great cafe restaurant. I love it. So yeah. I went there like normal, but I'm and like I'm starting to feel like I have a headache, I have all these things, and I'm thinking, you know what? Half my symptoms are COVID symptoms. Oh no. So Maybe I shouldn't have come here. Maybe I, and I, I was leaving. and I thought, nah, it can't be. Cause how could I just feel it? You know, all of a sudden this is just, seems yeah. weird, right. And I go, right. nah, whatever. I'm being paranoid. I go, you know what? I'm two blocks away from the hospital. What's the worst case scenario. They tell me I'm paranoid and I go home.
1: Right.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm already here. Right. right. It's two blocks away from the restaurant. So I go in the, you know, the front desk goes, oh, okay. Why are you here? I go, I either need a doctor or I've got COVID and I need a COVID test. And I'm not sure which. <laughs> I mean, like, so they test me and all that the guys ask me all these weird questions and whatever and all that and i'm like oh, okay right sure i'm answering it and then the guy's doing a test whatever and it says okay wait in the waiting room so i'm thinking okay that was the doctor he tested me i'm sitting in the waiting room all of a sudden it goes oh, okay you know go through the doors we we got a bed for you i go got a bed for me i go oh this can't be good
3: oh no Uh-oh. right
2: so like i'm like crap right like i go maybe it's a good thing i came then i meet, meet the doctor i go who the hell was that right so anyway so we were talking about he ignored the headache he and i thought okay that was weird they said what's the main symptom i I said the headache not the vision but he got onto the vision part and he's doing all these tests light in my eyes following the fingers and he goes push me really he goes yeah i just want to test your strength i I pushed him he says wow you're (laughs) a strong guy (laughs) Right? he wasn't expecting that so he says maybe legs push again whatever and he goes okay that goes this it doesn't make sense so he sends me for a cat scan you know I've got to check my brain so he's yeah. Expecting yeah. well later on i i figured like my brother said he was looking for a stroke or for cancer
1: oh wow that's no, neither. Is. oh neither okay.
2: oh that's what i said well i'm not thank well, god good. i really yeah not, you know? no absolutely <laughs> yeah. right so and he goes okay well he goes i'm gonna set you up an appointment with a neurologist i'm like cool right i don't know what it is either so, but I go, now I see you perfectly fine. He goes, you do? He goes, yeah. The only time I see double is when I turn my eyes like this. And he's going, this makes zero sense. He even got another doctor to come in and talk to me too, right? Just to confirm and look, yeah. at the, we're looking at the exams. It's oh, making no sense. So, and he's like, oh, um, have you experienced problems with diabetes? Uh, I've got diabetes. No, then why would I have experienced problems with diabetes? right? Because yeah. <laughs> like, he's thinking maybe he missed it. right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, none of this is making any sense. That would make sense. <laughs> like, so like, and, and he goes, okay. I go, so I can't figure that out. So we're setting you up with a specialist in neurology. Cause that's the one thing that would make logical sense. Sure. I'm like, Okay. Um, he goes, but he goes, I'll be honest. The fact that it's partly gone away already, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it is what it is. And I'm thinking, great. I'm getting my jacket he goes, oh, you can't leave. Oh, no. What you are going to hold me for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, no, no, not at all. No, no. Yeah. I had another problem. I go, I do. I thought this was the problem, right? <laughs> Apparently it was just high blood pressure. I go, well, that's not a big deal. I get a pill and go home, right? Well, why is this a big thing? And yeah. he says, no, no, you don't understand. I go, your blood pressure right now is so high. I'm not sure you'll wake up if you go home. Oh my
1: God. Ooh. Well, You should thank your brother.
2: Yeah. And I'm standing there going, I, I, excuse me? You know, like, can you repeat that? <laughs> so he says, he goes, look, I'm at the end of my shift. He goes, I'm going to give you a pill, but I don't think that's going to be enough. So the other doctor that, that, that we talked to is aware of everything as well. He's going to check you again after I leave and give you another pill if he has to. Right. He goes, but I'm not expecting the first one to work. So he gives me the pill and I'm thinking, okay, what the heck is going on here? Right. Like, uh, like this is nuts. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting around I'm on my phone. I'm like thinking, I feel fine. I don't know. Like even the reasons I came in, I feel fine. I go, if I felt like this, I would have never come in.
3: Right. right? Yeah.
2: So I'm going and playing around the phone. I'm talking to everybody. and going, damn, my phone's dead. I left my charger at home. I'm like, now what do I do now? Oh. I'm like, I'm bored.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
2: it comes around 45 minutes, not even the full hour that he says, because he I'm going to do, you know, one more blood pressure test, looks at it and goes, oh, crap. I go, what? I'm thinking, okay, you found the one thing that's going to kill me now. You know, like, <laughs> right, like that, I go, this is it. <laughs> and he goes, the medication works faster in you than I expected. He goes, your body reacts to medication quickly. I'm like, okay, am I dying? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. he goes, no, you can go home now. I go, like, can what? I thought I was here for like another four hours or like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? he goes, no, he gave me a, a prescription. He says, I got 20 days. De- you got 20 days of this. It's pretty much a higher dose. a dose, but then you got to go to a family doctor. You have to find a family doctor to get on regular medication. He goes, All right, I could do that goes and if you feel anything different, like you feel sick, lightheaded, you start spinning, you got to come back promise you will come back if that happens. No, I'll come back if that happens because now I'm freaked out. Right. So (laughs) but then I went home and I thought about this and I said, you know what, what if that was the end? Mm -hmm. Right. And let's face it, as entrepreneurs, we always have doubt. Right. And I thought to myself, what if this was yeah. the end? Because I was doubting what I was doing. I thought maybe not the building the team part. Maybe I shouldn't do the coach. Maybe I should just double down on the real estate and, you know, like get as many as I can and just keep being miserable just so I can keep getting more money coming in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Like, cause you always worry, because this is working. What if the other one doesn't work and I'm cutting down my income immediately by splitting yeah. it with an agent? Right. So I said, I'm cutting down my income with the hope of building something bigger. And I thought maybe I can't afford to do that. But then after this hospital trip, I turned around and said, you know what, if this was the end, I haven't been living my pr- true potential yeah. you know, since my dad passed away. Right. Like yeah. I, that's when I sort of got into this fully. And I said, you know what? I haven't been living my true potential. And I keep preaching to others that they should be. And what am I doing?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. It was kind of a realization, an opening. And I said, I don't want to live like this. And that's when I, I just doubled down on everything I said I was going to do. And I'm all in now.
0: Awesome. Yeah that's such a cool threshold to get past where you're like there, there was purpose before, but now there's like a true meaning. Like there's an internal meaning for me to do this. And it, it just, it doesn't even make you smarter or faster or stronger. You just put more focus into it and more production comes out of it. So, um, yeah, I think that's like that, that uh, there was a book. It reminds me of the tipping point. Everybody has a tipping point where, <laughs> You're working and you're rising and you're rising, but something has to tip where either something clicks in your head or something within your process clicks where, where workflow goes better. Um, there's a tipping point in everybody's, every entrepreneur's journey. And I would, I mean, that might be your tipping point, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Well, look, another thing, a realization is that I used to discard vacations. When people said, oh, I need a vacation, my head would be going, no, you're just weak. You know what I mean? What do you need a vacation for? You're on a roll. Keep going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I go if you're gonna walk away from your business. I don't you know, know who
0: thinks like that.
1: You know, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting you're talking about that. I literally just had that conversation with my husband today, because I was like, we should just take a sick day. Like we should just take a sick day, spend some time together, and like have a lovely day. And he's like, but I'm not sick. And I go, I know, but. Your business gives you sick days for a reason. It's not you being weak by taking a sick day. It's by It's you saying, Hey, I need a break.
2: Right now. This is where I was going. Right. So my initial thing is because like, as you can tell, I'm sure from my conversation when I get into something, I'm all in. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. And I like to go, 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 go. I don't know when to stop. Like, honestly, the only reason I even sleep is because there's times I'm on the uh, computer. I'm just doing this. (laughs)
1: I, yeah. that, I
2: said I can't fight it anymore I gotta go to bed
1: yeah right yeah, yep.
2: like uh, but that's just my personality I'm all in I my, I'm generally an overachiever and I, I've got large goals so but one thing I've learned is that I don't really have a personal life my personal life is still entangled in my business
3: yeah yeah.
2: Right. I have an attitude of, you know, I go somewhere and I go to an event. Everyone's going, oh, I'm going to see uh, Bob. I'm going to see Kelly. I'm going to see whatever. I go into the, into the room and go, where's my money at? <laughs> right. Like I'm looking who, who's, the, who's next. You know right. what I mean? It's time, I got room to grow. I got room to add to my roster. Who's, who's yeah. who, who am I adding tonight? Right. Yeah. Like, who can I meet? Who can I, who can I build my database with? Right. right? And, yep. but, and there's nothing wrong with networking. But it shouldn't be your only priority. Right. I should be able to take in my environment, take in the people I'm with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Right. Like, and, and I don't know how to turn off.
1: Yeah. That's We're, hard as entrepreneurs.
2: Right. And very that's hard. where very, I'm saying very, what the whole vacation hard. thing is. I've kind of opened up and said, you know what? Maybe it's not a sign of weakness, but maybe it's a sign of intelligence to know that I need this week to myself so I don't crack. Mm hmm. Right. Exactly. So it's, it, maybe it's a, a position of the strength to know that when you're going off track, you got to refocus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that, um, with me starting and even with me as a W2 like employee, I never thought of myself as the smartest. And I'll never call myself the smartest in the room. Cause I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be the most talented because I want to be, you know, that saying like, um, you're the average of the five people you're with. Yes. So I never want to be the smartest. I never want to be uh, the most talented. I never want to be the strongest. I always want that person ahead of me. But what I do want is I I want to be the hardest working. I will outwork all five of those people and then some. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me in trouble where I never turn it off Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to work harder than them. I know it. I'm not smarter than them. I'm not stronger than them, but I'm going to work harder.
2: And I'm confident in that.
0: Marcus, but I gotta turn identical. it off at some point. We're
2: identical. I'm telling you. I my goal is to find those five people, and I want to be the dumbest of the five. <laughs> right. And on, on top of that, you're right. I'll outwork everybody. Um, yep. Yep. I very but it rarely struggles when you're like,
0: okay, now is the time I can outwork those five people, but do I need to? Like, is this my moment to do it? Or do I take that that pause button? And it's been hard for me because I I just hired the foreman this year. So this whole new someone working the job sites and not me is really foreign to me. So like I find myself calling him like, Hey, how's everything going? And he's like, it's good. And I'm like, all right. I was panicking for nothing. Like he's got it. I don't, I don't need to do the extra five things to drive myself insane. Let me pick up the dogs and take them to the dog park or go grab lunch with uh, my girlfriend or like something, even though those situations are very few and far between when I can get them these days I love to take the opportunity to do it. As you should. Um, <laughs> it's just hard to turn it off. It's so hard. Absolutely.
2: Now let me ask you something. What do you guys think of Christmas?
1: Oh my God. I just had this conversation last night. I'll let Marcus start. I'm a little passionate about it today.
0: I'm gonna let you start this. <laughs>
1: So my, my view on Christmas is it's about friends and family. I don't want gifts. I don't want to give gifts. I don't want to get gifts. I just want it to be about friends and family. That's my thought. And I get really frustrated when people focus so much on the gifts because that's not what it's about. That's my yep. thought.
0: Right. So I don't like the, uh, the Hallmark Christmas is what I call it. The mm-hmm. Hallmark Christmas, we can do it. Like we set up the Christmas tree and put the ornaments on I just loved watching the boys do it. I put the little hooks on the ornaments and the boys went crazy putting ornaments on. Mm
3: -hmm. That's
0: Christmas to me. Like the dinner, the family coming over, that's Christmas. The gift thing is just something that people like to do. And I'm on board with it because it's like the tradition. Um, But in terms of holidays, they are, they are that family and friends. Like all the employees are off on Christmas. The guys are off the job site the day before Christmas or any holiday. So labor day, they get labor day and the day before they get, Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, because I want them to enjoy their Thanksgiving and then like have a little bit of extra time where not everybody can meet on the day. Right. So like take a little bit. Plus it goes into um, safety. Like there's some safety aspect and I won't hide that. I don't want my employees uh, hanging out with their family, enjoying themselves, having a beverage or five. And then coming to work using drills, power equipment, and machinery, it's just not safe. No. <laughs> so it's not worth the push, push, push. Just take two days, enjoy yourself, come back, reset, and then we'll work the next week. Right. So um, I have it set up with all the guys on, on uh, the job sites. All I'm asking is 40 hours a week. If you do four 10-hour days, Friday's off all summer. Like I doesn't matter to me just put in your 40 hours we're good however you guys want to work them is up to you or up to mm-hmm. Jerry um but i seg- i segwayed off of holidays but it all spurs into that one concept right so right. What are your
1: thoughts
2: <laughs> now i'm about to make a lot of enemies here oh no but this was my truth and this is why i brought it up i hated it mm-hmm. and i didn't hate it cuz of the holiday cuz i'm a christian and i believe in right. you know the holiday yeah. and
3: all that mm-hmm.
2: i disliked how it disrupts my workflow. Oh God. Yeah. Right. I didn't like the fact that uh, everybody's in La La Land for that. But meanwhile, I'm still on.
1: Yeah. It's
2: all like in my head, I'm on. I couldn't turn it off. Um, I don't like the commercial aspect of it either. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all about gifts, but I wasn't always like that. But I, I would say that once I hit the entrepreneurial, uh, route, that's when I started hating it. Um, I don't like the time off. I didn't want the time off. I'd rather go, go, go. Um, yeah. Recently, as in the last few years, I'm starting to appreciate the family time. Um, but it took a few uh, deaths, you know, in my circle to uh, tune into this.
1: I because what it. ends
2: up happening is it's always that mentality that you always have tomorrow.
1: No, you don't. When
2: you lose a few people, you start going, mm, well, you don't have that now.
3: You
1: don't. So then
2: you start tuning in, going, maybe I got this wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe I yep. should
2: enjoy those moments. Cause it's supposed to be about being together with people you care about.
3: Exactly. Yep.
2: Right. But I missed the point. I just saw that it disrupted workflow. Yeah. And now that, like I said, you lose a few people and you start going, I would have loved to have one more event or like one more holiday with them. One more, you know, time, you know, where I, instead of saying I'm too busy, maybe I should have gone.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. So then, you can, like, as entrepreneurs and you're, and you and you're growing, you tend to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. I value them. Um, I'm learning to turn off very slowly, but I'm learning.
1: It's not yeah. easy.
2: No. Yeah. Now look, this is my idea of vacation, which is going to be my 2022. I'm going to pack up my laptop and I'm going to pack up, uh, my, uh, mobile mic There you and, go. and I'm going to w- I go on my vacation 9 to 12 in the morning is when I'm going to have my laptop loaded. I'm going to do all my coaching sessions, all my admin, everything I have to do. I do all my recordings. 12 o'clock hits, laptop goes in back into the knapsack, and that's when I'm going to enjoy my whole day. And That'll be my whole vacation for the 14 days. Morality well, oh. is Monday to Friday. I'll do the Monday to Friday, and what I'll do is uh, Saturday and Sunday, it'll be 100% me. Oh, and then um, So I'll have four days of the 14 days that I plan to go. That'll be all me. Awesome. And then the other uh, ten days, it'll be uh, three hours of work, and then the rest of it, I'm going to explore.
1: I think that's, that's doable. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Are you going somewhere? Hey, where warm? Are you?
0: I was just going to say, where are you going?
2: I haven't figured that out. I mean, again, this is part of the uh, return from the hospital thing, and I, I thought, you know what? I don't want to be here, and I don't want to be living, uh, be doing this where I'm stuck all day and night, and I want to explore. I'm not going to let a couple of grand stop me from exploring.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, I've not, I, I've gone on less than five vacations in my 45 years.
3: Oh, wow. Two of
2: them were, were by, because of my parents took me not even by yeah. choice. Well, I still enjoyed them. I'm not saying I didn't, but it wasn't yeah. my choice where I said, Hey, I want to go. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know my parents. I was, uh, my first one, I was five and my parents were leaving. Well, they weren't going to leave me alone. And my brothers yeah. and sisters worked at the time. So they weren't going to, you know, not do their job. So I was going whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, at 15, I had the option, but at 15 is where you really soak things up and get to learn. So I went, mm-hmm. um, I think it was 15, 15 or 14 was one of those, um, but either way. So I went then and that's why we went to Italy. So
0: where I got oh, to uh, meet my, uh, awesome. other family. And so stuff. speaking of Italy, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no you're talking about like taking the time and taking the step back. Um, now I was in high school at this time, but um, growing up, my my grandma always talked about taking us to Sicily. That's where we're from. So go back oh, to Sicily. It? She wants.
1: That's where I'm it from is. too. I didn't know that.
0: Sicily. Yep. Sephiroth. Wow. Um, So she always talking about going to Sicily and taking us with. And growing up, I was in basketball and hockey and baseball and school and friends. And I never took up the opportunity to do it. And in college, she passed. And I never, like, I went from, yeah, we should go to Sicily to, like, having that off the table. I don't know if I'll ever get to Sicily now. So, like, it's those things where it's like, damn, if I would have taken, like, a week, I could have missed a week of hockey. It wouldn't have killed me. Um, But it's those reflecting moments of, like, I'm not upset with my choice. Like, I made my choice. I was happy with it. But, I don't know, you look back and you're like, that would have been a very awesome travel experience to go with someone that i I highly respect so much respect for my grandma still with me but yeah i get
2: it i get it and and here's the other thing all right like i also part of it is i also had a a certain belief and this certain belief i still have it and i you know because a lot of time and unfortunately i couldn't separate my belief and realize that it's not applicable for everybody um and what I mean is that I have a lot of friends that all the time they're going on vacations. Like I, I described it and goes, oh, I need a vacation, whatever. Right. But you know, they're full of debt. I do not believe in traveling when you owe money. Absolutely not. History. Yeah. But I know yeah. so many people and I've seen so many people throughout my life that will swipe their credit card and then say, I'll figure it out later to go on. Well, it's tickets. free
0: money. Credit card free money, right? It's like,
1: that's what I see when I see people go to Disney. I'm like, oh my God, so much money.
2: Yeah. But that's the thing, right? So I will go on vacation because I'm pulling it out of my checking account. I won't do it if I'm pulling it off my visa.
1: You know, so I just want to say one, one thing. So we we don't give Christmas presents every year. We give experiences. So um, this year we're going to Oregon for uh, in January for uh, my son's Christmas present. Um, and I told my husband, I said, all I want for Christmas is to make sure that every single thing is paid off before we get there in january that's all i
2: want well here there you go see now i think you're delivering something more valuable mm-hmm. to your to your children than you were than any kind of gifts can get and, and i believe that let, let's face it often we'll take the millennial generation i'm not i, yeah. I feel i'm sorry that i'm bashing them
1: no and, i am one of them and i bash them all the time
2: but but hear this out right you know like they come out oh they're lazy they're um They're unmotivated. They're unrealistic. They don't want to work. um, You know, like they feel entitled. And here's what I believe. Blame the parents. Yeah. Because what happens is every generation will start off. We'll even use my family as an example. Grandparents struggle and they they, struggle so bad that a lot of times the children will go to Canada or the U.S. or somewhere else to build a better life. Now, mm-hmm. grandparents started when the bombs were dropping. You know what I mean. So obviously, you're in a you're in a territory where all the bombs are flying.
0: Yeah.
2: You know you, you can't fault them for uh, being in that scarcity uh, afraid mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So parents come in now. They come they come to the country. They come with twenty bucks and a and a suitcase. So what happens there? Now they're like, holy crap! Now they're scared, and they're mm-hmm. living with scarcity and frugalness and worry.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So what happens when they have kids? They tell their kids not, they don't tell them, but they think I want to do well and provide for them and make sure they go to school to get a good education, to get a good job. So they don't have to suffer the way I did.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right.
2: Then that their kids go in there and and they feel like they're suffering for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Um, Then they go there and say, you know what? My parents didn't have a lot to give to me. My parents didn't, weren't able to provide. I did without a lot. And but I got my education, I got my job, and it pays. I'm gonna make sure that my kids don't do without, you know, so like I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now what happens that their general the next generation has a little easier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that's the generation that that the parents financed the car, didn't give the cars yet. They just helped them buy it so they didn't pay interest. Then you got the next generation that same thing. Oh. You know how hard it was to pay for school and all that? Yeah, even my parents paid for it, but I had to pay them back. Mm -hmm. So I went years after school. So, oh, my God, what shall I do? You know, my kids aren't going to suffer like this. So now I'm going to give them a car instead of letting them pay for it. So now, what ends up happening, you're at that millennial that was given everything, was told that they're special growing up, told them, don't let anybody bully you. Don't let anybody put you down because you're special. And what ends up, they're taught that they can do no wrong. And the reality is, the parents are just trying to shelter them so they don't suffer like the way they did.
1: The one one piece of advice that my mom gave me was um, life isn't fair. Life's not fair. That's it. That's my grandma.
0: Period. End of, end of sentence.
1: And I was like, And she what? would do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my grandma would do it so cold. Yeah. So cold. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd walk in to the kitchen up north and I was like, grandma, can I have a cookie? And she's like, no. And I was like, I just want a cookie. And she's like, life's not fair. And she'll walk out. Yeah. Just that's, done. That's exactly I'm d- what my it's, mom it's just life's not fair. I
2: don't care. Yep. Right. And but like, this is where I'm going though. So now these people go to school, they get educated, and they get a I got a job for you. Great. What's that? I'm gonna work at Starbucks. Well, I didn't go to university to work at Starbucks.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. And they're not wrong. I get the point. Mm-hmm. But again, they get into the job and the per and, the, and their employer says jump and they say, Screw you. Yeah. What do you mean like, jump? I'm not I'm, my mom said I'm special. <laughs> right? Like yeah. Reality hits and now notice depression is up more than ever, ever. in history. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is all contributing. It's not the only reason. I'm giving you one scenario.
0: Yeah. Have, do
2: you like reading, John? I love reading. I read about 24 uh, books a year.
0: Do you Have you ever read How to Raise an Adult?
2: Crap, no, I didn't.
0: It's, it is such a good. For me, I read it for parenting. I literally just wanted the education for parenting. It's a longer book. Um, but the author who wrote it was a Dean of students at some like high Ivy league school, uh, colleges, both East and West coast. She went down to high school level and then she ended up writing this book and she talks about the helicopter parents. And then she (laughs) talks about the new evolution, uh, new evolution of lawnmower parents. What's Um, that? And she, it's basically like, um, kind of what John's alluding to, um, our grandparents started at one, two, three. And then the grandparent doesn't want their kid to start out at one. They want the kid to start out at three. So they start the kid out at three, four, or four, five, six. And then the next generation starts out at six, but they lose that basic keystone of one that like the world's not fair and we're not all special and we need to work. Like we need to get to six through work. You can't just start at three. You can't just start at six. There's things to learn here. Or if you do start them at six, They need to learn how to do it. And she, she put it in the perspective of like a school science project that her kid did. And they walked into the the symposium thing where everybody's three hard, like cardboard posters were hung up. Everything was like perfectly cut out and there was backgrounds to it and everything was in word and cut out and like clean. And we're talking about like fourth graders. Oh boy. So she's like, there's no way that you at four years old did that. Your parents did that, but the parents didn't want them to fail. So they make it look better. And her son's in there with like this hodgepodge whale type thing. That's paper mache colored in with marker. And she's like, I'm more proud of that because he did it. The other person whose parents did it. right? And that's what she equates lawnmower parents. Like they push them through to make sure they don't fail rather than like, Hey, your job is to make a whale. It's not my job to make a whale. You need to make a whale. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll help you with it. But like, you've got to get the paper and the scissors and like right. figure out how to create this because that's the, that's the one that we need to start with. So if you like reading John, recommend the book. Um, I will warn you, it's a longer one. Um, I read it and listened to an audiobook, audio book and audio book was like about 11 hours. Oh, wow. wow so that's, yeah, good. that's <laughs> Buckle up. And, and it's, it, it is a very educational book. I, I like it. Um, which is awesome
2: i i mean i definitely i will uh, look into that one the my biggest advice for everybody when they get it like i've had people call me and say you know i'm new to the business what advice do you have and it's very very simple fail fast and fail often because you're only going to fail once uh, doing it and then you'll learn and that's going to be the best way to learn
3: Mm -hmm. right
2: now you can't you know and everybody has this um curtail if i want to call it that where they have to get into a job that they're passionate about or start a business that they have all passion. Everything's about passion. Forget the money, but you know, damn well, you got to pay your bills at some point. Now I I agree with following your passion. I agree with getting there, but people, it goes back to what you were saying. Now, the thing you're talking about is six, seven, eight, you got to get through one to six before you can get to that. So do whatever will get you there. You're going to have to, uh, you know, build your bones in a sense to yeah. be able to do that point. So learn, yeah. grow, start from the beginning, do the shit you hate until yep. you get to number six. And then from number right. six, you can always start your passion there because now you have your foundation.
0: Yep. You've got to work at the McDonald's. You've mm-hmm. got to work at the the co-op radio station. Like you've got to take the bumps. You've got to take the failures and the successes and the boredoms that, that educate you personally. Your experiences are like, that's not what I want or that is what I want. So now when I get to six, I know what I know and I can make an educated decision on going forward. So kudos for you. Kudos for your parents for pushing you that way. And, um, I mean, obviously it led to something good. So congrats on, on the road you've traveled. Thank you. I feel like we haven't even got into your actual road. Like I know we're going to have to have podcasting.
1: We'll have to have them on next time.
0: This is, yep. This is why we need the second because anytime. um, I like the background, everything, obviously. We try to limit these to an hour, which is why we went way over. (laughs) I get yelled at when we first started out. It's true though. When we we first started out, we weren't on camera and we were just on mics and we did it in person. So me and Natasha were sitting across the table with our guest on the phone or in person. And she'd always like lean over and be like, (laughs) because I'd always go over. So I've learned I got to cut in an hour, but I was like, in compromise, we got to bring these people back because we don't get through everything right. that we really wanted to get through. Like, I want to learn about your real estate. I want to learn about your podcast, about your coaching. Um, obviously I want our viewers to be able to reach out to you for the coaching as well in the real estate up in the Toronto area. So we're going to have you back. Um, but I mean, I love your mindset. I love what you bring to the table. So hopefully you keep pushing and um, I want to learn more about this coaching stuff. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm very excited, excited about.
2: Absolutely, anytime.
1: Awesome. I'll email you when we're all off. Fantastic.
2: All right, sounds good. Here's and I, what I'm going to guys, uh, would not mind doing me a favor? Once you guys have the uh, edited copy, if you wouldn't mind sending me a copy, because I'd like to spice everything up and uh, and share it. I'm 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 very big into content creation. Happily. And uh, I, I take every episode and I spice it up into different, uh, you oh, know, fine. little uh, one minute clips but, and post yeah,
1: them. segments. Yeah, I love it.
0: Um, and just for our show notes, John, what is the best way to reach you? Do you have a website, email, phone number? Absolutely, We can put that in the show notes.
2: Absolutely. We'll use my coaching website. Um, cause I did it myself. So I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh just, show Ask- it off. <laughs> it's www.justaskjohn.ca.
1: I love it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to do a, a, a very unique sign off here. Um, I'm going to try to not get emotional on it. So oh. we've had, like, obviously, John, you expressed um, some family stuff in your life. Whew. We're going to edit this, right, Natasha?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I know, Natasha, you've had yeah. stuff go on within your family. Really. So really. if everybody's out there listening to the podcast, when you're done with this, just pick up your phone. It takes 10 minutes, five minutes. Just text people in your life.
1: We're going to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's dusty in here
0: john this is the first time you've cried i'm sorry um uh, but like it's touching like you talk about the times missed and all that so reach out to somebody in your life that you look up to that uh that means something to you maybe there's more than one you don't need to do it on thanksgiving and christmas just reach out
1: do it anytime you can
2: absolutely guys i'm honored thank you thank, thank you thank you so
1: much for coming on we will uh I hope everybody has a great uh weekend and uh no crying.
0: <laughs> Definitely I'm about to run into menards and pick up supplies. I'm gonna wipe the tears out so it doesn't look like I'm crying it was in the store.
1: Saw- Marcus, it was just sawdust. That's
0: all. It was sawdust.
2: That's it. Sawdust. Exactly. Exactly. In it's in the air.
0: Well, thank you, John. We are gonna get you back. I'm looking forward to knowing more of like the nuts and bolts of the business mm-hmm. side of it. Um, but your background, your mindset, I love it. So keep pushing. Um I'm looking forward to to learning more about you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye.
2: Bye.